Live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cat. Here's your host, L. Martin. people welcome to this thursday edition of wkar's current sports i am your host al martin and hey usually i am excited anytime 1 p.m clicks on that clock because it's time for current sports right but today is a particularly special happy day for me because for many of you longtime listeners of current sports you know that I am a diehard fan of two programs, all right? With the exception of Michigan State, of course. I, I went to Michigan State. I graduated from Michigan State. But it's a different feel because I cover MSU as a reporter. And so, so it was just different. But, you know, growing up, there were, there were two franchises that are near and dear to my heart. Number one, the Detroit Pistons. And... I'll say 1B. 1A is the Pistons. 1B are the Dallas Cowboys. All right? And I am so excited about today because today, if you didn't know, now you know, the NBA draft takes place tonight. And why is that exciting for Detroit Pistons fans like me? Well, if you don't know, now you know. And you should know by now. I mean, if you've been living under a rock, that's the only way this could have could have bypassed your sporting news here in Michigan, at least. But the Pistons have the number one overall pick, folks. That's right. Numero uno. The Pistons are first on the board and they could potentially draft a franchise changing player. I mean, that's what you hope for, right? When you have the number one pick. In the draft, you are hoping to draft a game-changing player who is immediately going to walk through that door and have a profound impact on the direction of your franchise. And all sides right now, uh, you know, I've been getting panic text from, you know, some of my homies out there, especially my, uh, my, my college roommate, Back, at, back during our Michigan State days, my guy Horatio, uh, my brother from another mother, we used to, when we were at Michigan State, we used to, you know, in between our studies during the week, 
we used to be glued to my small little apex television right you know they, they didn't have the flat screens back then they, they were coming out but they weren't real popular like they are now uh, actually i still have that tv it's sitting in my bedroom i kid you not <laughs> but we used to crowd around my, my apex television and and watch the regular season detroit pistons games right there on our in our small little dorm room at acres i lived at acres my freshman year and then i moved to holden my sophomore year and then i ended up moving off campus with uh with some buddies of mine and we had an apartment for my, my final two years my junior and senior year but you know I, you know those are just fond memories you know being crowded around the tv you know studying for whatever exam we had coming up or trying to knock out whatever assignment we had in college and watching the Detroit Pistons take on, I don't know, the Minnesota Timberwolves on a Wednesday night <laughs> uh, at East Acres. So, yeah, and, and I, you know, you still remember your, you know, those who went to college, you still remember, like, you know, your dorm room and your dorm room number, right? Uh, mine was 614 East Acres. Uh, I'll never forget that, man. Good times. But, yeah, we used to be, like, you know, glued to the television. And, you know, Horacio and I, we we're always having these conversations about, the direction of the Detroit Pistons, the direction of the franchise, what they should do, you know, how tough it is to win in today's NBA if you don't have any superstars, game-changing superstars, right? And, and the Pistons just have not been on the 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 championship radar. You know, the Pist- the playoffs radar, let alone the championship radar in years. It's been a long, long time, folks. But now Looking at what general manager Troy Weaver is doing, what he is putting together, you know, it reminds me a lot of what Joe Dumars did during the glory days of the going to work Pistons back in the early 2000s, right? Which culminated with a championship in 2004 led by the late, the the, the great uh, uh, Larry Brown, not the late Larry Brown, he's still alive, but the great Larry Brown, even though I always say that if they would have kept Rick Carlisle on that squad, Rick Carlisle could have led that team to an NBA championship. But still, Larry Brown, a fantastic basketball mind. And thank you, Larry, for coming to Detroit and delivering that chip. All right. But, you know, Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince, Rip Hamilton, right? That's starting five going against Kobe Bean Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Gary Payton, Carl Malone, you know, that that big time squad in which they were tremendously. Um, uh, uh, I guess you can say they were they were tremendously slighted heading into that that series. And it ended up being a gentleman sweep in favor of my Detroit Pistons winning in five games. Right. But, you know, we haven't been relevant since then. But now you look at the talent that Troy Weaver has been able to put together. And now you combine that current talent that's on the roster with the possibility of a franchise-changing player with the number one pick in the in the NBA draft, and you, you could have something special when the Pistons could become relevant in the NBA world. And that's something we haven't we haven't talked about in a long time, right? We want to become like the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the goal. When you saw what the Milwaukee Bucks were able to do in this modern age free agency superstar link up league that we now watch, 
it's tough to do what the Milwaukee Bucks did. All right? I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo, a top draft pick for the Milwaukee Bucks. They build around him. Chris Middleton, you know, he becomes like the, the Robin to Giannis's Batman. And they just build around that young core. And they grind it out. You know, it's not like they went on the free agent market and were able to accrue, you know, some big-time NBA superstars to go along with Giannis and Middleton. But those guys just clicked. They played well together. And Giannis became one of the hardest-working young players, players, period, in the association today. When you have your superstar working that hard day in and day out, I still think about that graphic that they showed during the NBA Finals that that showed the size of Giannis when he first entered the league, you know, this skinny kid, you know, then then like, you know, three or four years later, he grows a couple inches and he is just ripped. Not an ounce of body fat on him. That comes through hard work, through dedication and, and wanting it. That That's what the Pistons want to become right now, you know, because the Pistons organization right now is just not an appealing one. It's not going to attract a big time superstar. So what you got to do is set yourself up to get a high draft pick or picks so that you can start to build a young, talented team, just like the Milwaukee Bucks did. And now you have the ideal opportunity. But to go back to my point with, with my, my college roommate, Horatio, we've been texting back and forth, and he's always sending me these panic texts based on articles he's reading out there. Because the Pistons haven't come out and said that, yeah, we're going to go with Kate Cunningham on July 29th. That's going to be our guy. Because Kate Cunningham right now, every publication you do read, I mean, he, he's clearly the number one overall draft pick. He has the highest ceiling. You know, he, he is that, that, that stretch forward who can do it all. He can shoot the basketball. You know, he's 6'8". He can shoot the basketball. He can put it on the ground, has, has, has pretty good handles. He can finish at the rim, and he's athletic. That, that's, you know, that's like a Giannis, right? I'm not saying he's going to be the next Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, that's, my goodness, I hope. But, but. You know, that, that stretch forward, that stretch do-it-all forward is what thrives in today's NBA. And he is the clear-cut number one pick. But, you know, Horatio was sending me these texts saying, oh, well, the Pistons are listening to other offers out there. And I'm like, dude, chill. Troy Weaver, if you look at every move he has made so far, Troy Weaver knows what he's doing, and he knows the kind of talent that Cade Cunningham is. All right? This dude has been pegged as a top player in his class for long enough now that... You know, I think sometimes it gets taken for granted when you look at, at Cade. You know, I, I really do believe that. You know, it, all these reports about the Pistons dragging out their decision, I think that people are forgetting how much of a, 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 of a talent... K. Cunningham is, you know, um, he, he's a game changer. That's according to one NBA general manager quote, rarely can someone wear the crown the entire four years of high school and freshman year of college. He has, that's coming from some anonymous, uh, NBA GM out there. 
You know, um, you know, he in, in coming out of high school, he was already a, a top prospect, as you just heard from that anonymous GM. And he has proven so many people wrong throughout his basketball career. You know, earlier on in his career, you know, they, they talked about how, um, you know, how his ball handling wasn't where it needs to be and how he can't become one of those premier stretch forwards because his ball handling isn't there. But he worked on that and bam, he's proved those individuals wrong. People nitpicked on his jumper, worked on that, became a better shooter, proved those people wrong. I mean, the dude can ball. He can ball, man. And, and you know, his senior year in high school, it became the stuff of a legend. You know, you, you had, you know, uh, uh, experts wondering um, whether or not that team that he played on was the best high school team ever. And they, they were stacked, you know, guys that you probably won't know. It's high, unless you're like a diehard high school basketball fan, but... Moses Moody, uh, uh, De'Ron Sharp, Caleb Houston, Derek Whitehead. Um, those were all big-time big uh, names in high school hoops. But, you know, you look at, and then you look at what he was able to do for the Cowboys in college in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State, excuse me. Um, goodness, I mean, you know, February 27th of this year, you know, when they took on rival Oklahoma, you know, in, in, in the Big 12, um, Cunningham finished with 40 points, 44 minutes. I remember that game, and I remember it being played on, on uh, Sports Center that night and watching those highlights and saying, this dude can ball. You know, that night he was 12 of 21 from the field. He had 11 boards. He blocked two shots, stole the ball three times. He was everywhere all the time. You know, his upside as a prospect was on, was on full display that night. Probably the most impressive game in his 27-game college career. You know, and the fact that he just finished with one assist. You know, one of the flaws of, of a standard box score is that it often fails to, to really quantify those opportunities that are missed. Assist and assist rate are far from the only measure of a player's passing acumen, all right? Hockey assists happen so often in basketball, but those aren't counted. So <laughs> the dude can also, he, he's got great court vision. You know, critiques of Cunningham, though, they often, often stem in that direction you know, as a playmaker and as a passer. Um, while he was billed as a true point guard, he recorded 94 assists, 109 turnovers in his 27 college games. Subpar numbers for any first-round prospect, let alone a number one pick. That's what you would hear from the critics. But when you take into account what this dude does Overall, as an offensive player, man, it's darn impressive. I just don't see any other prospect that that comes close to the kind of upside that he has. You know, it's it's hard for me to envision a a five-man lineup 
that Cade Cunningham can't make better. You know, he can knock down shots. He can, you know, he's a guy who who can take the basketball, say, get out the way. I am going to create an opportunity here. And he makes great decisions seeing the whole floor from all over the floor. You know, the ball goes to the right place pretty much all the time when you look at his game. He has earned this spot to be number one. And I think that the reports of the Pistons listening to other offers is just because that's what you do. When you have the top pick, you know, you, you want to field a few offers out there just to see what people are talking about. And it kind of puts in perspective just how desperate some teams are out there to get this very special talent. You know, I think the Pistons are just listening. They're just, they're just listening. You know, what's out there? Because, I mean, that's what you do. doesn't mean you're going to pull the trigger and say, all right, we're going to trade our number one pick to this team because this team has offered a lot. No, that's not happening here. You will hear, I guarantee, like with Charles Barkley on NBA on TNT, I guarantee (laughs) that the Detroit Pistons are going to draft Cade Cunningham. You know, when Cade has already been checking out Detroit, I know what it was like two weeks ago, he was at a Detroit Tigers game. He had put that on his social media and people like freaked out, including myself. (laughs) Oh, man. So so what I want to do right now, is uh, I want to play for you just to get into the mind of Troy Weaver. I'm going to have some takeaways from this, but I want to play for you what Troy Weaver had to say during his his press conference um, yesterday, his pre-draft press conference yesterday, uh, as he addressed numerous, numerous areas Uh, But I want you to hear his full pre-draft press conference. It goes about 12 minutes, and this is courtesy of the Detroit Pistons. And after that, we're going to hit our first break. I'm going to come back, give you takeaways from that press conference, and then I'm going to give you my 2021 NBA mock draft. All right? So it's draft day, NBA draft day. So again, here is NBA General Manager Troy Weaver yesterday discussing that number one pick for the Detroit Pistons. Hey, Troy, thanks for doing this. I hope you're well. Um, With the number one pick, is is there maybe a little bit more complexity than people understand with trying to to make sure you do your due diligence and you look at what all of the options are? Mm, No, not really. I mean, I said it from the onset that we're going to have a process and we're going to turn over every stone, and that's what we're doing. I mean, uh, everybody's made the pick but us, um, but we're going to continue to do our work and turn over every stone and uh, land uh, where we're going to land, but we're confident in our work, and, um, you know, we're enjoying the process. Next we'll go to James Edwards. Hey, Troy, good to see you. Um, along those same lines, when you guys got the number one pick, as you mentioned, you were gonna, you guys were going to turn over every stone, look at every possible solution. But did you think it would be, I don't know, easier having the number one pick and, and figuring out where the destination would land? Or has it been maybe more difficult to figure out where you guys are going to end up as this process has played out? Uh, no, I mean, a bunch of scenarios where there's 
um, selecting player, making trade move and look at everything. We'll continue to do that. But no, I mean, when you have number one pick, just like any other pick, um, you have to do your work. Um, I stated from the beginning that um, there were guys at the draft uh, that I thought all were worthy of the number one pick. And um, that's remained true. Um, so we'll continue to um, do our work and be ready to go on Thursday. But no, I don't, I don't think it's any more difficult at all. Appreciate you. Go next, uh, Keith Langlois. Troy, is it is it your expectation that the teams that have expressed interest in trading for the number one pick have pretty much made their best offer right now, or do you anticipate them coming back to you again over the next 48 hours? Mm, no, I mean, I don't um, can't really discuss their offers or what's been out there. Um, don't believe what you read, but uh, we're doing our due diligence, and like I said, we'll we'll look at every scenario and uh, vet it out and uh, do what's best for the Pistons. Go to uh, Bob Wanowski. Hello there, Troy. You said um, don't believe everything that you read that's out there, rumors or whatever, but th- – are they all bunk or are you getting a lot of calls and a lot of offers without giving specifics for the number one pick? Um, it's all bunk. <laughs> it's all, all the rumors you say are bunk. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really comment on rumors. Um, I just say, don't believe everything you read. Uh, we're doing our work, um, and we'll continue to uh, turn over every stone and talk to teams, but uh, the rumor mill does nothing for us right now. Go to Mike Stone. Hey, Troy. Um, two quick things. Number one, have you made up your mind as of now? Obviously, you're not going to tell us who you, who you are selecting if you do keep that pick as of now. And number two, how important is the individual workout? Uh, is, is that something that could, you know, flip the coin or, you know, in some cases history showed guys have had great workouts, have not played well in the NBA and, and, and vice versa? No, it's just a piece of the puzzle, like everything else. There's a body of work, um, eyes, ears, and numbers. Um, we'll look at the numbers. Um, we'll look at, believe our eyes and, um, we'll do our intelligence, but the workout is just uh, another piece of the puzzle. It doesn't, um, it's not like weighted uh, at all. So we're not drafting a playoff or workout. That's for sure. And have you made up your mind as of now without giving it away? <laughs> no, I haven't. Thank you. We'll go next to uh, Omari Sankofa. Hey, Troy, thanks for doing this. I believe back in March or maybe at the end of the season, uh, you mentioned that you didn't see any Shaqs or LeBrons in the draft, but you do see some really good players. Uh, seems like the word on this draft is that you have uh, three or four guys at the top who they go number one in a lot of drafts, as you kind of alluded to. 
Uh, has your feeling changed at all? Do you still see a transcendent talent in this draft or multiple transcendent talents? Or is this more of a situation that you alluded to before where you just see players that could come in and, and, and make a difference, but maybe not quite on that level? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't see Shaq and LeBron, but I see some high-level guys. And that's why uh, I say from now on, I said this is a tough decision um, to, to bet it out. Um, we like all those guys at the top, and we'll continue to do our work. But, um, I mean, you don't know where these guys are going to end up. But uh, if you're projecting, uh, these guys are projecting um, to be very good players. And we, we, we're going to get a very good player to um, help us continue to restore the Pistons. Got a uh, follow-up from Keith Langland. The night of the lottery, you said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but basically words to the effect that we're, we're thrilled to have the number one pick. Some people wouldn't be. I, I assume maybe you were talking about the, the pressure of, of when you have the number one pick of, of getting it right. Can you, can you expound on, on that a little bit and, and, and what, if, if indeed that is what you meant by that and how you kind of uh, dealt with, with, with that kind of that specter hanging over your head for the last four or five weeks? Yeah, I mean, getting number one pick is is um, tremendous honor for the organization, tremendous blessing. And, uh, we get to pick first, um, but no, I, I don't see any added pressure of getting it right. Like I said, you bat and clean up or bat and first, you got to hit the ball. And we're up first, um, we're bat and lead off, so we're going to hit the ball. But no, uh, we don't feel... I don't feel any added pressure being the number one pick and getting it right. So I'm, I'm not moved by that at all. Go to uh, Ken Brown. Hey, Troy, how you doing? Great. Um, I know not going to tell me a, a number, but is there a number that if you did entertain a trade offer that you wouldn't want to go below in your mind? Is there like a grade uh, like a tier a of prospects and then b and c and is there is there a number that you just won't go below if you do trade out no i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i mean the i mean what what number does uh they traded me honest it wouldn't matter what the pick was so no I, i don't have a number uh, we'll go to Vinny Google. Hey, Wade, uh you said that there are like top one, you know, quality players in the draft, but is there a difference between which player can contribute at a high level immediately compared to maybe a guy that you would have to wait on? Or do you feel like they all can come in and be impact players, you know, at the starting level? I say that because the team timeline of how good you want to be or how quick you want to be good could depend on, which player being good, you know, happens the fastest? Yeah, fair. Fair question. Um, no, um, we're going to make the selection based on um, restoring the Pistons and um, having uh, longevity here and making sure that um, this player is a go-forward player, whether it's whether they contrib- contributing game one or 
may take them half the season or even uh, the following season. So, uh, no, this is a long-term play. It's not a uh, get-it-right-at-the-moment play. Sustained success is what we're looking for. Troy, I think we're good for today. Uh, oh, we got a follow-up from Rod Beard. Hey, Troy, there, there's a lot of attention, obviously, on the number one pick, but with the three second-round picks, do you are you trying to split your time between trying to decide what to do with those and um, what the options are there, too? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got three picks, and um, just like normal pick, we'll turn those, every stone on those and uh, try to maximize uh, our value there. Um, so, um, yeah, so coupling them together. Draft night is draft night. It's just not, you know, the first round pick. It's just not the number one pick. It's um, making sure we handle the second round uh, properly as well. Appreciate it, Troy. Why we can't see your face? You need a haircut? We have a follow-up from Bob Wanowski. <laughs> just, a, just a quick one, uh, Troy. When you draft number one, obviously you want the best player. Does fit on your current roster play a role at all compared to the rest of your players on the roster? Bob, they all fit. I mean, we won 20 games. Every, all of the guys fit. I mean, no. I mean, we, we like them all. They all fit. So, no, it's... Know that sometimes um, you can look at fit, but we're um, we're not in that position as of yet. Thank you. All right, when we come back, I've got some takeaways based on what you just heard from the mouth of Trey Weaver, Detroit Pistons GM, who is a great basketball mind. I, the Pistons getting Trey Weaver as as a general manager, oh, brilliant move. Brilliant, brilliant move. I have takeaways from that press conference. Also, I will give you my round one NBA mock draft. You are listening to WKAR's Current Sports. Welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. And before we hit that first break, again, it's it's NBA Draft Day. The draft will take place tonight. Tonight, 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 tonight is the night. And the Detroit Pistons have the number one overall draft pick. Um, the draft will take place at 8 p.m. on, I believe, ESPN. Let me, let me double check this. Yes, it, it will air on... ESPN and ABC actually. Now the first round will air on ABC and ESPN and then the second round will move just to ESPN so ABC will will, will stop its coverage. Alright? So yeah. But you heard from Trey Weaver. You heard his full 12 minute press conference and you know it's it's really interesting because, you know, Troy did not come out and, and say, hey. And, it, again, I think he's just playing the NBA draft game. 
All right, he didn't come out and say, hey, yeah, we're going with Kay Cunningham with that number one pick. It's a foregone conclusion there. No, he didn't say that. You got to play that game. You got to keep people guessing. You know, it's just how it goes. Um, But Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, he reported that he's hearing increased chatter, quote unquote, increased chatter. And this is when my my guy Horacio just freaks out at these reports. Uh, Increased chatter that the Pistons could trade down or select Jalen Green over presumptive top choice Kate Cunningham. But he noted Cunningham, quote, remains the favorite to come off the board first. So. You know, when you when you read something like that, it makes you think, uh, because of all the pain and the heartache that us as Detroit Pistons fans have have gone through. And I don't even need to mention, you know, the uh, the Darko Milicic situation from back in the day during LeBron James's NBA draft class when you had guys like LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony and Chris Bosh, you know, that draft class coming out and you could have had talents, not LeBron, LeBron went number one overall, but you know, you could have had Carmelo Anthony, you could have had Dwayne Wade, you could have, <laughs> you know, I could just go down the list, right? So you, when you've gone through that kind of hot, that kind of heartache and you, and you have such a draft bust like that, um, you, you're cautious in any kind of report like this sets you on the edge. But, you know, outside of Cunningham, you know, Jalen Green, uh, Jalen Suggs, Scotty, Scotty Barnes, um, you know, who else can I can I throw in that mix? Uh, Evan Mobley, uh, he, he's also in that conversation. Those are other names other than Cunningham that are being talked about. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, just, just look at that, that one season with the Cowboys for Cunningham. You know, he averaged 20.1 points, 6.2 rebounds, 3.5 assists. 2.33 pointers and almost two steals per game. He also shot 43.8%, which is incredibly efficient, uh, 40% from beyond the arc, and he was an 84.6% free throw shooter. Uh, and, and, of course, he helped lead Oklahoma State to the NCAA tournament uh, in which uh, uh, they reached the, uh, the second round. So Cunningham, uh, again, he's already been ingratiating himself into the city of Detroit. And he went on to say this, uh, Omari Sankofa, cur- uh, former current sports production assistant, who is now covering, I'm so proud of him, man, who is now covering the Detroit Pistons for the Detroit Free Press. I got to get Omari Sankofa on the show. I'm hoping, hope, hoping to get him on the show tomorrow. I'll keep you guys posted. Oh, also an update about Carlton Valentine. Carlton Valentine will be on our airwaves next week. We had to move his interview from last week due to scheduling conflicts. So just want to throw that in there. But Omari Sankofa of the Detroit Free Press uh, covering the Detroit Pistons, um, he quoted Cunningham as saying, quote, I love Detroit. I've already been listening to Detroit music and things like that way before the draft lottery, any stuff like that. I was already hip to the culture in Detroit. It's a city that has a lot of things going on, and I feel like getting the sports team rolling again would be huge for the city. Detroit fits me. That's the main thing I'm going to try to do is step in and embody the swag that people from Detroit walk with, the people from Michigan in general, they have an underdog go-get-what-you-want feel to them, and I like that a lot about the city. 
Uh, he also goes on to say, quote, if I am able to go in there and be the number one pick, I'm going to carry that same swag and how I walk on the court and make the most of it and wear the red, white and blue for sure. So, yeah, man, he's all in on Detroit. How exciting is that? You know, it, it's like he already knows he's going there. He's he's talking about the, the music, the culture, that blue collar Detroit mentality that people from the D like myself have. I mean, I love that. Kay Cunningham is already already talking like, you know, he's going to be rocking the red, white and royal blue. So uh, this is an exciting time, man. And I think I think one of the you know, also one of the biggest reasons that that Detroit Pistons fans like myself are so excited about this is because of the potential that's there for this squad come next season. Because not only are we going to draft a a great talent like Kay Cunningham, but, you know, you look at what's already on this team. The Pistons, you know, already have some quality holdovers, including Olympian Jeremy Grant coming off a career year. And then, you know, uh, rising youngsters like Sadiq Bey, Hamadou Diallo. How about Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, Sekou Demboye? I I love this team. Love this team. You know, there are some quality players with all-star potential, man. So um, it's going to be fun tonight just to see the reaction from Pistons fans once um, once his name is called, once K, once K Cunningham's name is called, uh, this is this is going to be awesome stuff, man. And and I really can't wait. So a few ta- takeaways from what Troy Weaver had to say. Again, he had a press availability. Uh, if if you if you just now joined us here on Current Sports, you missed that. We played that during segment A. But a few takeaways from me when I listened to that twelve minute Q and A with the media. You know, he pretty much said the same things that he that he said on on June twenty second. That was the, that was the day after the Pistons um, were awarded the number one pick in the draft for the first time in fifty one years. Uh, but a few major points from what he had to say yesterday: the Detroit Pistons still looking at five players for the first pick in the NBA draft. You know, Weaver said that he would look at five players on June twenty second to go first, and he re- he repeated that on Tuesday. Um, so uh, according to reports, uh, again, Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, they have come to Detroit for workouts in the past week, and they were trying to get a workout arranged with Evan Mobley, uh, who, who the fifth person would be is a bit of a mystery. Um, you know, we were saying, quote, we'll look at five guys, uncover every stone we'll put ourselves in position to make the right choice for the Pistons realistically we'll look at five guys but while he kept saying you know but while he kept saying nothing was decided uh when Weaver was asked specifically about Cunningham he did not downplay the Oklahoma State guards ability quote he is a talented young man you just heard him say this he is a talented young man he is at the top of the list he is at the top i'll repeat that he is at the top of the list come on man with the first pick in the 2021 nba draft the detroit pistons select cade cunningham from oklahoma state university 
Those are the words you will hear when it comes to the Pistons draft pick out of the lips of Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, tonight. I guarantee it. I'm guaranteeing that. All right? But, again, listening to Troy Weaver say he's at the top of the list, that, that seals the deal for me. Um, also, do not expect as many draft day moves as last year. You know, in his first draft night, as Pistons general manager, you know, Weaver, I mean, he, were, he really was a whirlwind. You know, he got two additional first-rounders, which turned into all-rookie selections, Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey. Again, Troy Weaver, great basketball mind. Plus a second-round selection in Saban Lee, who had a promising rookie season. You know, this year, with a more, you know, uh, normal pre-draft process, you know, teams are, are able to zero in on players they want a lot easier. You know, last year with the virus restrictions, everything was film and Zoom conferences. So teams, not sure of anything, were, were really more amendable to trades. Uh, the Pistons also now have actual players who are, uh, what, good? <laughs> so so Weaver, you know, can't just hand another team a copy of his roster and, and ask, hey, who do you want? Because we got some talent now in Detroit. So well, I'm not saying that Weaver is not going to try and swing some deals here, but, you know, this year he has three second-round picks to work with. So he has more ammunition than last year, and that's when all Detroit had entering the draft was the number one, the number, excuse me, seven overall pick. Um, but he did not sound like a guy about to pull the trigger on a bunch of trades. If you listen to that press conference, quote, I might not yield as much as last year. Um, it might, but we still have an aggressive mindset. So I, I don't expect anything crazy after pick one when it comes to Troy Weaver and the Detroit Pistons again three second round picks we'll see what they do so um you know pick one uh seven 38 16 it doesn't matter Weaver said quote I don't feel any pressure to get it right my pressure is to get the Detroit Pistons in the right direction we will be ready for the number one pick some people might not like having number one but I'm ecstatic about it this is why they hired me He's not sweating having that number one pick. I love that quote. Love that quote. He does not feel any additional uh, pressure. This is what he was hired to do. So Troy Reaver will go out there and, and do his job. Man, don't you just love the way Troy Reaver talks? I, I love that press conference. So I think that the Pistons are going to get this job done. And... Again, when you look at the picks that they have, they have pick number one in round one. In round two, they have pick number 37, which they got from Toronto via Brooklyn. They have pick number 42, which they got from Charlotte via New York. And then they have pick number 52, which they got from the Los Angeles Lakers via Sacramento, Houston, and us, the Pistons. So, we will see how it shakes down tonight. What are your thoughts, though? I want to get your thoughts on what you believe is going to happen tonight. 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. While you guys are calling and leaving us a voicemail, and you'll hear your voice message on the Friday, Friday edition of Current Sports, what I want to do right now, again, we're going to hit this first break, and when we come back, I'm going to give you my round one NBA mock 
draft. All right. And there's just there, there are so many different things happening in the world of sports as well, uh, including the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. And of course, the big story coming out of the Olympic Games is Simone Biles. She has decided to you know, not participate in, in yet another Olympic event. And I tell you, man, the backlash that she is getting from some people out there is just really nonsensical for me. But I'm going to tackle that on Friday. You know, so Friday, just to give you guys an early preview, I'm going to try and get Omari Sankofa, Detroit Pistons beat writer for the Detroit Free Press on current sports. Um, But we'll we'll talk regardless if we get him or not. I'm going to talk about and give you my thoughts on how the NBA draft shakes down tonight. But also, I got to comment on the Simone Biles backlash, and I want to put a few things in perspective for some folks out there, all right? But let's hit our final break. When we come back, I'll give you my round one NBA mock draft. We'll be right back, folks. All right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. And what I want to do right now is we just have about three minutes left here in the hour. I want to give you guys my round one NBA mock draft. All right, this is how I believe it's going to shake down. I'm not going to expound upon, you know, uh, too many reasons why I'm going with this order because of time. Um, but we'll, we'll see how many I nail. All right. And, and I would love to compare my picks with yours. So uh, if you want to call and give me your round one NBA mock draft, then we can compare and see uh, who had it more correct. All right. Uh, number one, Kate Cunningham, Oklahoma State. Duh. Number two, uh, going to the Pistons. Duh. Uh, number two, the Houston Rockets will draft Jalen Green of the G League Ignite. Uh, shooting guard, 6'6", 178. That's who I believe the Houston Rockets will draft. Uh, number three, uh, pick number three, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to draft Evan Mobley out of USC. He is a power forward slash center. He is seven feet two, uh, 215, excuse me. So Evan Mobley at number three. Uh, number four, uh, pick four, the Toronto Raptors will select Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga. Point guard, 6'4", 205. We all know about that amazing moment that he had this past year's NCAA tournament. All right, pick number five. The Orlando Magic will select Scotty Barnes out of Florida State, small four, 6'8", 225. Pick number six, the Oklahoma City Thunder will select Jonathan Kuminga, G League Ignite, 6'8", 220. Pick number seven, the Golden State Warriors via the Minnesota Timberwolves, Davion Mitchell out of Baylor, point guard, 6'1", 202. Pick eight via the Bulls. The Orlando Magic will select Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. Small forward, 6'7", 224. Pick number nine, the Sacramento Kings will select Keon Johnson out of Tennessee. 6'5", 186, guard slash forward. Pick number 10, the Memphis Grizzlies will select James Booknight out of UConn. Shooting guard, 6'4", 190, and that pick comes via the New Orleans Pelicans. Pick number 11, the Charlotte Hornets will select Franz Wagner. Yes, I think Franz is going tonight at pick number 11. Small forward, 6'9", 220, out of Michigan. Pick number 12, the San Antonio Spurs will select Josh Giddy 
out of Adelaide, uh, the uh, National Basketball League uh, point guard, six foot eight, two hundred five. Pick number thirteen, the Indiana Pacers, Moses Moody out of Arkansas. Pick number fourteen, the Golden State Warriors, Trey Murphy the third out of Virginia. Pick number fifteen, the Washington Wizards select Kai Jones out of Texas. Pick number sixteen, the Oklahoma City Thunder via the Celtics will select Alperin Sengun. Out of Besiktas, the Turkish Super League. I gotta love that international flavor in today's NBA, right? Pick number 17, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans via the Memphis Grizzlies will select Chris Duarte out of Oregon. Pick number 18, the Oklahoma City Thunder via the Miami Heat will select Zaire Williams out of Stanford. Pick number 19, the New York Knicks will select Sharif Cooper out of Auburn. Pick number 20, the Atlanta Hawks will select Jared Butler out of Baylor. Really like Jared Butler's game, by the way. Pick number 21, the New York Knicks via the Dallas Mavericks will select Usman Garuba out of Real Madrid, the EuroLeague. Pick number 22, Cameron Thomas will be playing with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers out of LSU. Pick number 23, the Houston Rockets via the Portland Trailblazers will select Isaiah Jackson out of Kentucky. Pick number 24, the Houston Rockets via the Chicago Bulls will select Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Pick number 25, the LA Clippers will select Ayu Desomu out of Illinois. Really like Ayu's game out of Illinois. Uh, really liked watching him do his thing, uh, even though he did torch Michigan State a few times. All right, pick number 26, the Denver Nuggets will select Joshua Primo out of Alabama. Pick number 27, the Brooklyn Nets will select Miles McBride out of West Virginia. Pick number 28, the Philadelphia 76ers will select Nashawn Bones Highland out of VCU. Pick number 29, the Phoenix Suns will select Trey Mann out of Florida. And pick number 30, the Utah Jazz, I believe, will select Greg Brown III out of Texas. Those are my picks. I worked on them last night, moved some things around, but I'm confident about that list. We'll see how many of them I nail. All right, folks, that will do it. I want you guys to enjoy tonight's NBA draft. Pistons fans, celebrate Kate Cunningham is coming to the D. (laughs) Be smart, be safe, and as always, be easy, people.